from Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, main opposition Democratic Party chief Lee Jae-myung is grilled by the prosecution in a corruption investigation. The death toll from the Turkey-Syria earthquakes tops 23,000. And South Korea resumes short-term visas for arrivals from China. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Alana Hill. Main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung has returned home after 11 hours of questioning by the prosecution in connection to a land development scandal. Leaving the prosecutor's office at 10.35pm Friday, he said he was not presented with any new evidence except for inconsistent statements from related figures. He stressed the unfairness of the probe and called on the prosecution to use its resources on more important cases. In the latest grilling, prosecutors prepared 200 pages of questions for Lee, asking him follow-up questions to his previously submitted written statement, as well as about corruption allegations involving close aides. The opposition leader reportedly maintained the stance that his written statement serves as answers to the questioning and denied any knowledge about allegations concerning his confidants. The prosecution is reviewing an arrest warrant request by combining the land development scandal and a separate bribery case involving a municipal football club, both of which relate to his years as mayor of Songnam City. The death toll from the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria has surpassed 23,000. Turkey's Disaster and Emergency Management Authority said Friday that 19,875 people have died following Monday's quake. The death toll in Syria stands at 3,377, according to Syrian authorities and first responders known as the White Helmets. Reuters reported that Turkey's tremor has become the seventh deadliest natural disaster of the 21st century. The U.S. Geological Survey estimates there is a 24% probability that the death toll will surpass 100,000. The agency also revised Turkey's expected economic losses from the natural disaster from 6% of gross domestic product to as high as 10%. The United Nations has said that in Syria, as many as 5.3 million people have been displaced. Western media predict that if the displaced trickle into Europe, it could lead to another Syrian refugee crisis, like in 2015. The international community is accelerating efforts to help victims. According to the United Nations on Friday, some 130 global rescue teams are currently operating in the affected areas in Turkey, while another 57 teams are on their way. Teams from the UN Disaster Assessment and Coordination have also been dispatched to both countries to assist and coordinate rescue operations, according to Stefan Dujaric, spokesperson for the UN Secretary-General. Other UN agencies are also sending relief supplies. 14 trucks carrying another batch of supplies from the International Organization for Migration arrived in Syria on Friday, while the World Food Programme handed out emergency food to 115,000 people in Turkey and Syria over the course of four days. The World Health Organization has delivered medicine and emergency surgery kits, while the UN Population Fund has provided hygiene supplies for women. 
Meanwhile, the Syrian government has approved the delivery of humanitarian aid into rebel-held areas in the country's northwest, which has been hit hard by the earthquake, but added the distribution must be monitored by the International Committee of the Red Cross and the Syrian Red Crescent. The United States shot down an unidentified object over Alaska less than a week after a US fighter jet brought down a Chinese spy balloon. At a news conference on Friday, John Kirby, coordinator for strategic communications at the White House National Security Council, said that a high-altitude object was spotted over the northeastern coast of Alaska and it was shot down by a fighter jet at around 1.45pm local time. Kirby said the object was much, much smaller than the spy balloon taken down last Saturday and was roughly the size of a small car. He added it was flying at an altitude of 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flights. The US has yet to confirm where the object came from or what its purpose was. It plans to retrieve the debris for further investigation. Meanwhile, the US Department of Commerce has sanctioned six Chinese aerospace companies suspected to be involved in Beijing's surveillance balloon program as the Pentagon continues to analyse the downed balloon. New COVID-19 cases are on a steady decline, registering below 13,000. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency said Saturday that 12,805 infections were reported throughout Friday, including 24 from overseas. The tally is down by 1,800 from a week ago and over 10,000 from two weeks prior and is the lowest for a Saturday in 32 weeks. The number of critically ill hospitalised patients edged down by 3 to 284, remaining in the 200 range for the sixth day. Friday added 16 deaths, raising the death toll to 33,713. The overall fatality rate stands at 0.11%. South Korea on Saturday resumed the issuance of short-term visas for travellers from China. However, other quarantine measures, including mandatory pre-boarding and post-entry COVID-19 tests, remain in place. Earlier Friday, Seoul announced that it will end the visa restriction early and restart issuing visas from Saturday, citing China's stabilising COVID-19 situation and the infection rate among arrivals from China dropping to the 1% range. In early January, Seoul imposed tougher entry restrictions on arrivals from China amid a resurgence in the country. Beijing balked at the move and adopted similar measures against travellers from South Korea in a retaliatory move. Following Seoul's latest decision, Beijing said it will actively consider normalising visa issuance for South Koreans. Late Air Force non-commissioned officer Yi Ram's suicide has been recognised as a line-of-duty death. Yi took her own life after being sexually abused by a superior. The Air Force held a meeting on Thursday and reached the decision nearly two years after her death. Making the announcement, the Air Force vowed to do its best to mourn the Master Sergeant's death and comfort her bereaved family. The recognition makes E eligible for burial at a national cemetery. Serving in the 20th Fighter Wing, E filed a report in March 2021 saying she was molested by a superior, after which she was transferred to another unit. She took her own life two months later amid pressure from the assailant and other senior officers. 
Figure skater Lee Hae-in has won gold at the International Skating Union's Four Continents Figure Skating Championships, the first such feat in 14 years since Kim Yoo-na. Lee earned 141.71 points, her season best, in the women's single free skating programme at Broadmoor World Arena in the US state of Colorado on Friday local time. Combined with her short programme score from the previous day, where she ranked 6th, he landed a total score of 210.84 points to take the gold. Fellow South Koreans Kim Ye-lim, who finished first in the short programme, won the silver and Kim Chae-yun finished in fourth. The bronze went to Japan's Mone Chiba after Isabeau Levito of the US, who was the runner-up in the short programme, dropped out of the free skating competition. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Centre in Seoul. I'm Alana Hill.